Yes, it's free dance music live. <laughs> we were about to have a party up in here. Yeah, you didn't check the board. It was, I did check the board, but it was, I it, should have been I, pounding I, the whole time. I, I missed one button out yeah. of the you know three hundred buttons that are over here. I didn't mm. actually ever look at that particular channel. Like mm. that's the first time that channel's ever come into play when I've been piloting this program anyway. So, uh, anyway, expect the unexpected. Uh, that is really the theme of this show. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> Lower your expectations. That way you'll be disappointed less. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. In case you were wondering, you are in the right place for the live Monday night edition. Our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-3733 or 855-450-FREE, as in freedom, and you can call in, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. With you in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Hey, I'm Ian. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And uh, we are going to talk about all sorts of stuff. I wanted to talk first tonight about an article that has popped up from a bunch of different sources. This one happens to be from decrypt.co about Coinbase. Uh, for those of you who are into cryptocurrency, you'll know that Coinbase was really one of the first... Uh, agencies that allowed you to purchase Bitcoin with either a bank account through ACH or through the use of debit and credit cards, that kind of a thing. They're uh, kind of like the big bank of Bitcoin. They are, really. Yeah. And they're that bad, too, as and you might imagine. They have a lot of the characteristics of a big bad bank. Uh, and it it's gotten worse for them, in my opinion, with this article's headline, Coinbase wants to identify Bitcoin users for the DEA and IRS. In other words, they're going to uh, market a thing. Uh, what they do, what they want to do is they want to sell its blockchain analytics software to these two federal agencies uh, to assist them in identifying these Bitcoin users. Wow. See, I thought Facebook was bad trying to, you know, sell my information to people who want to sell me stuff. Right. You know, these Coinbase now wants to sell my information to people who want to kill me or ruin my life. As a uh, early adopter of some Bitcoin technologies, I did get a Coinbase account. I had one too. And I, I did. I used it early on. And they required no KYC or know your customer. This must have been way it was. early It was on. way early on. And I was able to buy and sell Bitcoin to and from with, you know, almost no restriction. I was dealing in very small amounts, of course. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, I didn't, they have levels, right? right. It's like you got to level up in a video game. Coinbase has levels. And I never reached any level that they were really ever concerned with me, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Uh, but I never had to provide any sort of identifiable information until one day I went to cash out a minimal amount. I don't know, 25, 50 bucks, something like that. I just, I needed some extra cash. I'm like, oh, I'll just cash in some Bitcoin. It'll carry me through to my next payday, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And uh, they were like, oh, before you can proceed, you must upload photo identification, et cetera, and so on, and fill and out all this KYC notice, crap. they never actually, like, give you some advance warnings, so it's no, like, you know, it, it's not an inconvenience. It's like, oh, okay, I had things I was planning on doing today, and they've just changed my plan. And if I recall correctly, they did it, like, at the worst possible point of the transaction. Right. Mm. So I was in there in the website. I was navigating through. I was like, how much do you want to cash out? I want to cash out 50 bucks, whatever it was. 
okay, and where do you want it to go? I wanted to go to this bank account, and, and like, okay, and then like right a as a bank you, account you already had connected to correct, the yes, and mm-hmm. right as I hit the you know go ahead and confirm, do the thing, then it pops up with the mm-hmm. oh hey by the way before you can proceed instead yeah. of at the beginning of the transaction to warn me that hey go get your wallet or yeah. whatever right so well mm-hmm. like you said that was way back in the day and now they will put you through the know your customer process right in the very beginning of when you create the account right well and uh, it's like uh you were saying facebook and just to reiterate your point facebook still does not require id to open a facebook account no. Well, they have asked people for ID. Yes, they've asked me for ID, right. and, and I eventually gave them some ID. Mm-hmm. Which, it took and, them quite a while to believe that my legal name was nobody. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to uh, basically uh, troll uh, all of their executives repeatedly in order for them to turn my Facebook account back on when they shut it off. So I've been through that story before. We won't cover that again. You mean troll directly? Um, so I just figured out what their email addressing system was, like uh, like like first dot last at domain dot com for example. That's uh, a bad plan. And so then I went and I found because uh, publicly they have to display all of their uh, officers. Sure. Right? Mm. And so I just go, oh Bob Smith, Jane Doe, etc. And so on. And I composed an email and I BCC'd everybody. I didn't send it to anybody. I BCC'd everybody. And, you know, just basically laid out my case. Hey, I've had this name since before the Internet, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, here's some proof. Here's some ID that, you know, is generally recognizable by government entities like my reverend certificate for Mm -hmm. Reverend Captain Kickass and the Church of Spiritual Humanism. Some uh, some work that I did. I had a press pass for Captain Kickass. I had uh, some backstage passes from some shows that I managed. Uh, doing the music thing and that kind of thing. And I submitted all of that to them, uh, which, of course, they didn't recognize as regular ID until after I went on this sort of, uh, you know, campaign. Uh, I wouldn't say trolling, but I emailed all of them repeatedly. I created Facebook accounts in their names and then messaged them with their name <laughs> and pointed out that not only are you, you know, creating a thing where uh, when you turn off people's accounts, people think they've died or can't get a hold of them for whatever reason, but also that they don't require any ID to open an account, and anybody can open an account even with their names. And also I pointed out the fact that there was something like 725 people named Richard Cranium on their platform, which, of course, (laughs) if you translate that as dickhead, right? Mm. Uh, And so eventually they got tired of me emailing them all the time, and miraculously, my account just got turned back on. Ironically, I've also, I'll knock on some wood, even though I'm not superstitious or religious, but uh, I've never been banned from Facebook since then for anything I've posted. So wow. you don't know which of the executives pushed it through, but don't it know. got pushed through? Don't know. One day it just turned mm-hmm. back on. Because mm-hmm. I would go and I'd log into it every day and then prepare my next message for everybody. And uh, one day I, I didn't have to send it because it was just on again. Yeah, I mean, that it's a valid strategy to assume that if you continue climbing an organization, you eventually find somebody whose time is worth more than your money. <laughs> and they would rather give you your money back or, or give what it is that you want than have you continue to waste their time. Exactly. <laughs> so back to the claim. You have to start trying that with those crooks at the banks. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, can I speak to your McManager? Uh, back to the coinbase thing though uh in brief coinbase aims to sell blockchain analytics services 
to the DEA and the IRS, according to public documents. The San Francisco firm stands to make as much as $250,000 from the DEA for its, quote, identity attribution, unquote, software. That's it? $250,000? I mean, for a company I, like Coinbase? I imagine that this per is a subscription-based. imagine per I, month? Yeah, I imagine this or, is a subscription-based model. I mean, that was like a year of my salary when I was uh, when I was programming, So, and they've, they've got many programmers working on this thing, yeah. I'm sure. So. Uh, $250,000, if it's one time, that's, that's chump change. It doesn't say yeah. what it is, and I imagine as a software company that this is a subscription-based model. Yeah, it's which probably Which means it's an MRC, seat. monthly recurring charge, mm-hmm. so that's probably 250000 per month. Still, that's not a whole lot of money for Coinbase. But now you multiply that by the DEA, the IRS, and then any mm-hmm. other alphabet agency from any other government around the globe mm-hmm. where Facebook has a presence, all of a sudden, that's big money per month. If that's what it is per month. We don't know that. No. Uh, Coinbase has faced criticism in the past for its association with controversial surveillance tech company Hacking Team, which uh, they purchased, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase is looking to license its blockchain software to two U.S. government agencies. According to public records, the Drug Enforcement Administration and the Internal Revenue Service are planning to buy licenses from Coinbase for a cloud-based software called Coinbase Analytics, according to the prospective DEA contracts. So in other words, just to sum it up, Coinbase is the enemy of peace and freedom, and you should not be doing business with them, and you certainly shouldn't be giving them any money. I agree with you, and that is my opinion. Uh, Feel free to look into it yourselves. What do you think? Would you rather do business with somebody on the up and up or uh, somebody who's giving your information to the DEA and the IRS? More coming up. Welcome back, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. You are in the right place for the live Monday night edition of this fantastic radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever you want. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up any subject. We often do some show prep and kick the show off with subjects and articles and things of that nature, stuff that's happening in the world, and we'll continue to do that. With you tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And I am the Reverend Captain Kickass. I'll be your host this evening. And we've been talking a little bit about this uh, entity called Coinbase. They are one of the, uh, I guess, the earliest exchange no. in the U.S. No, they're one of them. One of them. Mm-hmm. They were the first, I believe, to allow you to purchase Bitcoin with a bank account. That's and certainly or what they were known card for. Was yeah. that was their calling card? And uh, we'll talk more about that. But first, I wanted to tell you. What did the other exchanges do before that, before you could use a bank account and a credit card? How did they get their I money? I have no idea. I, okay. I would imagine wire transfer. Yeah, I, I, oh, be- okay. I believe it was also there was also uh, interpersonal transactions. So well, if, that, if you wanted to- Of course, there still are. If you had some and somebody else wanted some, they could, you know, hey, man, I got some cash. Will you sell me some? Mm-hmm. You're like, sure. Speaking of which, if you were thinking of selling some coin to, con- uh, coin to Coinbase, sell it to me because- it's we got a shortage in Keen. Yeah, uh, if you're looking to buy, <laughs> nobody is selling. Wait, <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody's selling. Okay. Uh, speaking of Bitcoin, I wanted to tell you that Bitcoin.com 
has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or just meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. Continuing on, uh, according to public records, the Drug Enforcement Administration and the Internal Revenue Service are planning to buy licenses from Coinbase for a cloud-based software called Coinbase Analytics. According to the prospective DEA contract, Coinbase's software will provide identity attribution for crypto addresses both domestically and internationally. Hmm. So, yeah, they're going to identify folks not just in the U.S., but outside of the U.S. as well, or at least attempt to provide data that may lead these uh, alphabet agencies to individuals. Mm. Uh, the public documents were issued on May 18th and April 7th, respectively. Industry publication The Block was the first to report the news. Coinbase would not comment directly on the federal contracts. Duh. However, a spokesperson for the San Francisco-based company told Decrypt that the firm offers its Coinbase analytics product to financial institutions and law enforcement agencies to support compliance and investigation purposes. Well, that's what Coinbase does. I've told the story plenty of times on the air about how at the very first Bitcoin conference that Free Talk Live ever went to, uh, it was out in like San Jose or something like that. There was one of those fancy, you know, ho- if you've ever been to a, like a, a hotel conference before, you know, yeah. they, they throw the little soiree where there's the open bar if you're at a really, you know, expensive conference or whatever, uh, or somebody's got some money and they want to sponsor, right? So... Uh, so they had an open bar, and it was sponsored by Coinbase and Trade Hill. And uh, Trade Hill, I believe, has since gone out of business. But uh, they, there was one point at which the Coinbase CEO, who's the same guy still, so mm-hmm. if you look him up, you can find him. And uh, the the CEO of Trade Hill, we're standing there talking to an attorney, and I I had been talking to the attorney previous to that. Just you know, you're you're just mingling, right, in in one of these things. And I sat there and listened as they talked about creating uh, what they described as like a white hat society where they would team up with all the the other obedient companies Mm -hmm. to show the government just how obedient that they are because they want to have, you know, to curry favor with the regulators. And uh, the idea was that they were going to prohibit the idea was they're going to prohibit any any Bitcoin that went through the Silk Road from being used ever again at any of these white hat companies well not just that but if you're super lawyered up if you if if you've got a lot of lawyers then every regulation they pass becomes a competitive advantage for you because the little guy gets forced out of the market and you have these scumbags left to deal with and nobody else the story you're telling ian sounds like kind of what it might be like if businesses got together and said, we're not going to take any cash if it has traces of cocaine on it. Yeah. It was kind of like. Because like, like that's that. the, like most cash does. If the, our listeners do not know, most U.S. dollars of almost any variety have traces of, well, all sorts of things, including cocaine uh, and other other things. Fecal matter has been found on them. Mm, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So when they say cash is dirty, they Damn are man. making an accurate yeah. statement. That's true. Well, of course, the thing that gives the dollar its value is also 
taxation, so it's blood money as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's the full faith and force of the United States government is yeah. what gives it its value. We know it's not based in anything of real value. But yeah, in case you needed any more evidence that Coinbase was bad news, now you've got them directly working uh, with the IRS and the DEA to well, help them with their investigation. Coinbase confirmed that it developed, no needed. That it developed this uh, Coinbase analytics software with technology from Neutrino, which is a blockchain analyst or analysis co- company that it bought last year. Mm. So it went out and found this company that was doing all sorts of blockchain analysis, right. said, oh, you guys are cool. If we buy you, we can integrate this thing into this new product that we can market to governments. Mm-hmm. And so now governments are... Uh, Coinbase's target customer. I wonder if it's occurred to them that it might not be good public relations to be like publicly saying, we're going to try and harm our customers as much as we can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if only more people thought like we did, nobody, because uh, obviously there's a certain... There's a certain group that these kinds of companies are pandering to. And Coinbase, they're not the only one. Uh, Gemini is another one that was owned by or is owned by the Winklevoss twins, who are sort of noteworthy, I guess, in the Facebook history, apparently. And uh, these characters are based in New York. And both uh, Gemini and Coinbase have passed what they call the New York Bit Bit License. So they have jumped through all the arbitrary hoops that the New York bureaucrats put up for crypto companies to do, which costs at least $100,000 from what I understand. you got to have attorneys and jump through all kinds of just insane hoops to do that. And uh, Gemini was buying advertisements, I think, like a couple years ago in Manhattan, like tops of uh, taxi cabs, bus stops, right, right. Uh, sides of buses, you know, all these advertisements to brag about how compliant they are. And I think I think that the 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 tagline that they used in the ad was "crypto needs rules." Oh, but no, I remember so that seeing was, one of those ads too. Yeah, yeah I got I a rule. I don't deal with them. I mean, <laughs> crypto has rules by nature of the product. Mm-hmm. It it has rules well, in and of it's a itself. Computer program. Yeah. It's <laughs> so yeah, it can't. In fact, but that's not what they were referring. to. One could say it is nothing but a series of rules. As yes, a matter of that's fact, that's true. Uh, it's just mathematics applied in a way that solves the problem of trust uh, in between three parties so that you don't have to rely on a centralized organization uh, for your monetary denomination needs. Uh, what do you think? Would you like to have a decentralized, anonymous organization that you can deal with? I sure would. 855-450-FREE. More coming up. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yeah, indeed, yeah. Just like the guy on the microphone said in the song that you just heard just now, yeah. Ha ha. We are here live on Monday. This is Free Talk Live. You're in the right place for the live Monday night edition with you in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. It's Ian. 
and nobody. And before we move on from talking about things related to cryptocurrency, I wanted to tell you about Intercoin. Uh, Communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the circulating supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities detriment... Well, that's a heck of a word. Deterministically. Deterministically. Oh, deterministically. 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 There we go. Yeah. A a thing is uh, deterministic if you know what it's going to do. And so it changes the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. That's pretty neat. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that this is important here on Free Talk Live, so important that FTL has accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. in exchange for advertising. If you also think freedom is important, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. So uh, in the last segment, we talked a bit about Coinbase and some Bitcoin-related things, some Facebook stuff. But let's uh, take a journey back in time, in time, in time, in time. To where? To yesterday. Last night's show was titled uh, something... And it's a story that I, I guess you guys got a bunch of calls and that kind of a thing. And so you weren't able to really get to this story. So let's cover it now, shall we? Yeah, it's about that barber that we've discussed in Michigan. He's based in a town called Owasso. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but his name is Carl Mankey, Carl with a K, M-A-N-K-E. And he's 77 years old. And he's been see, he's been in the headlines over the last couple of months during this whole COVID crackdown nonsense and his case, because the government, of course, targeted him because he opened up his barbershop during the orders to, to not open up. How dare he try and, you know, commit commerce yep. when the government says you can't. To help his customers get what they wanted him to do to him, which is, you know, cut their hair. Uh, he was targeted by the government there and they brought him into court. Uh, and ultimately a court of appeals or at some point a court of appeals had ordered him to uh, to shut down. You know, you got to close. You got to close up shop. You're in trouble, Mister. We can't have just anybody cutting hair around here. So it went to the Michigan Supreme Court. The story here from MLive.com. Uh, a Friday, June fifth order by the Michigan State Court ruled to vacate the Court of Appeals decision that nice. ordered uh, that ordered a lower court judge to issue a preliminary injunction to shut down Mankey's shop case has been since remanded to the court of appeals for additional consideration so it's his case isn't over yet it's now going back to the court of appeals after he had won at the supreme court wait so if a court orders another court to do something and the court doesn't do the thing the other court ordered them to do who enforces that You'd have to appeal back up, I think, to the Supreme Court at that point. Okay. Uh, the issue came to a boil between Mankey and the State Department of Health and Human Services after the 77-year-old reopened his shop on May 4th in face of executive orders from Gretchen Whitmer, that's the governor there, that ordered barbershops and salons to close over COVID-19 concerns. Wasn't Gretchen the Wicked Witch of the West, or was that the East? I don't remember. 
I don't know, but people have been calling her a wicked witch, I believe. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. A Gretchen is like a Karen on steroids. <laughs> in the order, Justice David Viviano states in part, quote, it's incumbent on the courts to ensure decisions are made according to the rule of law, not hysteria. They said further, quote, in addition to entering an order whose validity is highly suspect, the Court of Appeals majority took the extraordinary step of directing the trial court to take immediate action, despite the fact that an application for leave had already been filed in our courts. That is according to the Supreme Court justice there. David Coleman, who's Mankey's attorney, said they're ecstatic about the order, saying, quote, we feel our legal arguments have been vindicated by the court's ruling. He said this has a big impact on the hearing that was set for next Thursday. State Attorney General's office had filed a motion this week to find Mankey in contempt of court after he continued to cut hair following the Court of Appeals ruling. The attorney said that is how vindictive they are against Carl. So just to recap here, the Court of Appeals said, shut this guy down. Uh, This needs to stop. And the old man ignored that crap and he kept on going. I love this guy. He kept Mm. on cutting hair. And then he got a 7-0 to decision by the Supreme Court. The motion asks for thousands of dollars a day in fines for every day uh, to be assessed against Mankey if he continues to operate. The order also calls the granting of a preliminary injunction without a unanimous decision inexplicable. Per common, the argument is whether the executive order carried any weight after the state legislature did not extend the state of emergency at the end of April. So that was the argument that the defense attorney was making, basically saying, essentially, the argument is the governor had the ability legally, supposedly, to create the state of emergency. The attorney is arguing that the governor's extension of the state of emergency wasn't valid because the legislature was supposed to extend it. So meaning the governor can put this thing in place, I guess, and then the legislature has to kick the say, can down the road. Say, okay, we agree with this, let's keep this going. That's my understanding of this. I could be wrong. So if you're in Michigan and I'm getting this wrong, please uh, give us a call and let us know about this. Kalman, who again is the defense attorney, says, quote, the issue is why are people being treated unequally under the order of law? Yeah. He says. Huh. Uh, regarding of other businesses being allowed to open. I can't imagine being 77 years old, having developed my skills at a certain trade, owning my own business, presumably. Right? I presume he's a business owner, right? His own mm-hmm. barber shop, right? And then one day being told by the government, you can't do this anymore. Now, I, I, you know, I play music and stuff. I still do kind of a little bit. And I can't imagine, like, being forced by government to no longer play music. Which is what they did, basically. Is, they told you you can't play music for people. Well, right. They, right? You can't go do gigs. And, right. Like, all art and performance art has been shut down, obviously. But, I mean, in this guy's case, this is his livelihood, mm-hmm. his his skill, his craft. This could be comparable to welding, carpentry, plumbing, right? This is a useful thing that people deem as, you know, I mean, I can't believe that haircuts aren't deemed... What do you, what's the word the government uses? Essential. Essential, yes. Thank you. I, I find that difficult to believe. All arbitrary. And I can't believe... I mean, I applaud this guy uh, so much. Uh, thank you for your service, Mr. Mankey. He's still moving forward uh, because the case is still in play. The order has uh, told the Court of Appeals they should address whether the motion for a preliminary injunction is rendered moot now that the governor has ordered that, governors, that bar- barbershops can be open statewide in June. And this part of the problem here is... There were two months, at least, and arguably longer than that, where business owners were told, you can't make money, you can't do anything. Right. 
And then they let them open up a little bit. You can open up here. You can open up there. You have to have all these restrictions. That's the Reagan trickle-down theory of economics, right? You can have a little trickle. I don't know if that's what it was. No, I'm making a joke. Right. But yeah. um, and so they then they argued... There has never been anything called a trickle-down theory in economics. That's not a theory. <laughs> uh, so... What I was saying, though, was that they you know, told businesses, you can't be open at all. Then they kind of let them back out a little bit. And now, according to the governor, barbershops can now reopen statewide on June 15th. So now that the court process has begun on this and the regulations are coming undone on this, now the court can just be like, oh, well, we don't have to rule on this now because, you know, everything's right. fine. And so you don't get an actual real like spanking for the government from the government in this case which of course you shouldn't expect anyway right. but just the like, threat of it there isn't even a best case scenario at this point they're just going to walk away from it it looks like well the best case scenario is they pull a black lives matter deal and go and burn down their building <laughs> if you know mr Mankey, please give him our toll-free number 855-453 we'd love to It's free. That means it doesn't cost you anything. It's talk. This is what happens when you make sounds that come out of your mouth that turn into words. And it's live, which means it's happening now in real time. This is Free Talk Live. With you in the studio tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. We've been talking about Mr. Mankey. I just had an idea uh, during the break about a promo video for this guy. It's the song, My Baby Does the Hanky Panky, except we change it to the Manky Panky. And it's just video of him cutting people's hair, right, over and over again. And then with, like, the police footage where they, like, arrest him interspersed with all of that. (laughs) I think that would be a good idea. Uh, We were talking about Mr. Manky and his fight to cut hair. (laughs) <laughs> the great yeah. state of Michigan during the, quote, lockdown, unquote. And, uh, Ian, you said you had a, another thought or something from the story that you wanted to get out. Yeah, for listeners just tuning in, he did have a pretty big victory, 7-0 to at the, I mean, 7-0 to is a pretty That's big victory. That's defining, uh, yeah. At the Michigan Supreme Court, where they overturned a lower court decision that basically had ruled that uh, there should be an injunction placed against him and he could face fines of thousands of dollars a day. That was overturned, and the case is now being remanded back to that lower court for further decision on whatever the case originally was. So it's not over yet. This is how courts go. Like, there's one thing that gets appealed, it goes up, there's a decision, it goes back down. Uh, But what I wanted to share was the quote that they have here at MLive.com from Carl Mankey, the 77-year-old man who is fighting to be able to, you know, cut people's hair who want to have their hair cut. It's not like he's forcing people to come into well, a shop. Heaven forbid people should desire uh, to have their hair cut. Yeah, so according to the story here, by the way, his license does remain suspended, but he is continuing. Uh, his attorney says they're planning to file for a stay on that order. Mankey said Wednesday he has a right to work and will continue to do so in the face of court action, and there are only a few ways that he would stop working. Quote, Either Jesus comes, they cut off my hands, or she resigns. One or the other. (laughs) And when he says she resigns, he's talking about the governor. 
Wow. Whitmer specifically, yeah. I believe he's yeah. talking about. Yes. So, I mean, that's the kind of hardcore dedication that if only we had another 100,000 business owners like him. Yeah. Again, uh, sadly, we don't. If any of our listeners in Michigan have Mr. Mankey's contact information, please give him our phone number, 855-450-3733, and ask him to call us. We well, I mean, he's got a barber shop. love to talk to him. You could call him there if you really wanted to. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking we were talking off air, but at yeah. the same time, if he called us, that'd be cool, too. That would be cool. Uh, and since we're called Free Talk Live, let's go to some of your calls and your thoughts right now. We have Rusty calling from Orlando, Florida. Rusty, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi there, y'all. I'm a long-time listener. Can you talk talk right into the phone, please? <laughs> this guy called about another night. <laughs> he called that another night. I forget which night it was, but so yeah. Uh, just in case our listeners don't know, uh, if you are going to call the show. And you are driving. Please use either hands-free technology or pull off to the side of the road when we actually yeah. take your Good car advice. when you call in and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rusty's doing this as a bit. That was a prank. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a good one. Pretty sure nobody, you know, no animals were harmed in the making of this production. It made me laugh the second time. I mean, it is funny. <laughs> Uh, continuing on with your calls and your thoughts. It's better than calling and saying the F word. I mean, it's way better. Oh, yeah. In, in, indeed it is. Uh, let's go to Larry in Indiana. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. How you doing, Larry? Everything's great, right? All's well. What's on your mind? Hey, look, uh, now, the protesters, mm. they're asking for uh, local law enforcement to be defunded, right? Okay. Are they good? They are asking good. for the, they they are. They're demanding. They're demanded and in fact. Right. And you know what that means? That what does means that mean? The cash cash trap city can uh get a rent of a part, the largest part of their budget, which is public safety. Mm-hmm. That means that they can That's take not that the largest largest public safety office. or police, because the police are the, out there beating the, people, the, the killing people I'm and talking, putting people in prison. No. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about That's the not city. Safe. I'm talking about the metropolitan police, the municipal policing for people. Mm-hmm. Okay, then they can get rid of that budget. Then you know who comes in to, to take the place? The feds come in to take their place. And there's totally different system. The feds, like the feds, the federal government, sends the policing force in to keep the peace. That's what they do. I don't think so that would be the case. I think that, that it would be the, the state. Case. That uh, is the case. I think, I think you would likely see the state government yeah. send the police no, in. No, the state the government gets taken, taken over, too, because what happened is when they merged the municipal police force and the sheriff in our county, that made them as one. Now, really? the sheriff they merged the, the top, Hold on, just to clarify. You, mini- you're saying they merged the uh, Indianapolis city police with a county sheriff? With, with the county sheriff. When and was I that? Knew at that time, what, it's been about 10 years back. Huh. I, what do they I call them now? Get, well, they, I hope they, they just, they're going to have no, to defund the feds, too, then. What the did, IMPD. IMPD? Uh, and the sheriff. Because I-M-P-D. the sheriff is a, is a constitutional office, officer, and he is the top law enforcement in every county throughout the state. So okay. if they say something like, hey, we want you to prosecute uh, federal crimes. The de facto judges are already here in place. We had de facto judges appointed 
and counties with large population of blacks, right? So that they can rule. And you know what a de facto judge, when they have a problem, they appoint these judges so that they can make the rulings to deal with that problem. Okay. You can look online and see the, the gigantic jail that they're building here in our city. Oh, yeah. And these de facto judges are going to keep it filled up because they're going to be prosecuting federal statutes and the state statutes they're also. They're not going to prosecute federal statutes in that state they court. Can. You can't. They're de facto they, judges. They can house they're federal criminals, that's they, for sure. They, they can already house, them. house federal. But, they already house but, the federal criminal. Okay, they're going Larry, to do the I, prosecution. I have a question. If the mm-hmm. police department is defunded in any city, okay. pick a city, Okay, the police department's defunded, police are gone, no more police. Why right. wouldn't new entrepreneurs or existing businesses uh, be able to fill the void? Because they can't afford to contact and contract with the city. They can't afford to have a training academy set up. No, no, no. Well, contracting with the city would defeat the point. Yeah, contracting with the city would defeat the point. Why wouldn't private security services or insurance companies expand to now also offer security services in lieu of a police department existing? Well, it is. The corporations already have their own security, and they have their jurisdiction over their property in all cases. Let me rephrase the question. The police department gets defunded. There's no more police department. What's stopping you personally from offering a new security service to individual people for, you know, a, a reasonable price. I don't have the money. I can't afford to do it. Well, somebody's got some I, money. I, I mean, if you're providing a service to them, then they would be providing money to you in return. Well, you so usually have to have money to start a business. Your, uh, I mean, you usually have to have something to start a business. You might well, want to have a car to drive around in, you know, uh, with a spotlight I, I, I on it. I can't afford it. I mean, right. So Larry's not I, I in a position where it. he can start a business, mm-hmm. is what it sounds like to me. But there are mm-hmm. people who can start a business. There are people and who do have the money to buy a car. Well, and uh, there are existing businesses who would love to expand their service and product offerings sure. into the private security field, like an existing security company, you mean? or an insurance well, company, mm-hmm. or something along these lines. People yeah. who do have money. So again, Larry, what's the preventing that? What's what would prevent that from happening? The money, because you can't afford to do it. You can't afford can, to do it. Can. Can. You can't. The insurance and, companies, and, they have a bunch of money. They can't afford it. They sure can't they afford can. it. I don't Nobody care has any money. They can't Nobody afford in the it. world. Only a, municipality, <laughs> only a municipality can afford to do that. That's ridiculous. And the only a municipal, municipality You realize that municipalities have only as much money as they can rob people of. Right. The money they took well, is So the people in our they're robbing have more than the municipality stole. Well, we're going along with it because so then we're uh, grandfathered into that situation. So what I'm saying is, and, and you know, I won't tap going all your night. It. When you say just, we're going along uh, with it, what do you mean? You, you are because you, you, you're buying into the protest. You're buying into colored people. Hey, look, huh? look. They're wow. using the I'm not buying again. any people of any variety. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> you know, having them for sale would be otherwise yeah, known as that's slavery. All you got. That's all they're doing. All right, well, all thanks for the call tonight, Larry. Have a good night, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, nobody. I'm not buying or selling any persons. Uh, I believe that would be known as slavery. So, uh, 855-450 free. Should private industry take over policing services? More coming up. Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay. 
You earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. I can't. I can't do Tally for very long, unfortunately. Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. Eight fifty-five, four fifty. Okay, that wasn't even Tally, dude. You you get I, the I wrong forgot. character. I That's Mr. Hanky. You're doing. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. As a matter of fact, I forgot to bring a towel. Is what happened. My wow. bad. I, I mean, I've done bad impressions, but none so bad that I actually ended up imitating wrong. Person. Wait till I try to do. <laughs> wait till I try to do a southern accent and it comes out Australian. That's happened to me before. All right. For some reason. Anyway, uh, this is Free well, Talk that Live. Is south. Free Talk Live. You just didn't specify the, uh, the longitude. Longitude <laughs> or latitude? I can't remember. Yeah. Longitude. Your, I don't know. your latitude affects your attitude. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, changes in latitude would be north and south. I think you changes need a latitude lat- adjustment. Longitude. I think you need a latitude East adjustment. West, so. I've had enough of your latitude today, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> this is Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Like freedom if you want to get on the air, talk about whatever you want, or talk about stuff we're talking about. With you in the studio tonight, it's... You've got Ian... And nobody. And I am the captain. Uh, Continuing on with your calls and your thoughts, let's go directly to Evan in uh, Madison, Alabama. Uh, Evan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, guys. I'm a first-time caller, and I'm here to complain about the uh, Libertarian Party vice presidential nominee. Oh, no. And uh, so I wrote an article called... Is it because he has uh, nipples? What's that? Is it because he has nipples? It's not a he. That's one of the reasons, yes. Yeah, so that's why I wrote an article called An Open Letter to Spike Cohen, which I uh, sent a a tweet to you guys while I was on hold. Hold on, what's the joke about Uh, the nipples? I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Spike uh, got his picture taken apparently once without his shirt on, and people think that's... I guess that's as close as the Libertarian Party comes to a sex scandal. This is controversy that somebody (laughs) had their shirt off? Really? Well, we're a very clean party. We don't, you know, I mean. Really? Most... I don't belong to the party, so don't lump me in the category. No, really? Evan, is is that what you're upset about? You're upset about a guy with a shirt off somewhere? Well, there are many reasons to be upset. So well, well, tell me why that is one of them. I just Before you get to the other laundry list of whatever, why is that one of them that is upsetting to you? What does it matter whether somebody's got their shirt okay, off at a party? All right. first, first, of all, first of all, it's not just one picture. It is loads and loads of extremely, extremely cringeworthy pictures. And, you know, if somebody was looking to vote for Libertarian in 2020, they do a search for Spike Cohen. The first thing they will see is images like that, and it's an instant turnoff. Images People will treat like, well, I mean, jokes. Nixon must have been horrific with his clothes off, but but yet he got elected. Okay, so I just searched for Spike Cohen, and I clicked images, 
and I see a photograph of a man uh, with a shirt that he is sort of maybe in the midst of pulling off. Is um, it this one? Yeah, but I don't see a shirt off. So you're saying that uh, that this man has a single photograph that shows up when you search for his name where he's... Oh, uh, making... not just a single photograph. I'm telling you, many, many photographs. Okay, well, not, I don't not just see that. He, he actually has what he calls the libertarian dad bod calendar. The dad bod calendar. Okay, that sounds funny. Yeah, the libertarian you don't have a sense, sense of humor, dad bod calendar. Do you? You don't have a sense of humor. Hey, so, so why are you? Why would you be upset about this? What's what's your issue? Well, this is, this is the total opposite of the type of message that, for example, Harry Brown or Ron Paul would deliver, which was they a uh, very professional. <laughs> that that is true, but you have to keep the message professional. Why? Okay. I don't think most people even know who the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party is or ever will be. I mean, look, I'll and, give you an and, example. I'll give you an example. The current presidential candidate, Joe Jorgensen, mm-hmm. was a vice presidential candidate in 1996, and almost no one that I've spoken with was aware of that. Yeah, I wasn't aware. This sounds to me like, Evan, and correct me if I'm wrong, this sounds, yeah. sounds to me like you're afflicted by the same thing that a lot of folks who uh, follow the Democrat and the Republican parties, and that is that you get easily butthurt when your favorite candidate ha- does something that you don't approve of. Or not favorite candidate. Those, I'm sure this guy was supporting somebody other than... Uh, vermin and spike. Why would you be butthurt about you know some guy appearing without I mean, a shirt in on? In order on to be a credible images. libertarian candidate, sir, would you say that one must go their entire life without going to the beach and taking their shirt off? <laughs> no, not at all. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Because I've done aside the, the shirt issue. Okay, okay. and right. I can go over some other problems. All right, let's go to the other one. Okay. okay, what 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 do you got? All right, so if you do a search on Google or DuckDuckGo, uh-huh. and you you do it for Spike Cohen, uh-huh. you know the very first result you'll see is this his platform. Wikipedia page. Which, right, so you know it, this, this is the actual platform that you'll find. It says like, oh, free ponies, zombie power, killing mm-hmm. baby Hitler. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Well, you're complaining to the wrong person about that because let me tell you, I actually uh, founded. The Libertarian Party Motley Caucus. Do you know what Motley is? I have heard the word. Okay. Well, for those who don't know, Motley is what they used to call the uh, the uh, uniform of jesters. Uh, in Shakespeare, there's a line, I believe it's King Lear, I, I spy a fool, a motley fool, where, of course, a fool was a jester, and the jester was always interesting because the jester was the only person who could tell the truth to the king without getting his head cut off. So if you ever read Shakespeare, pay attention to the jester. So, it's very clear that this system is rigged, that no matter what we do, we won't actually get arrested. But we can get a lot of message out by taking their joke of a political system and making it a funny joke. Because if they're going to impose a joke on us... Come on. The funniest things they could come up with are Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I mean, they are a joke. 
I, well, they are. I okay. Bad example. Those they, <laughs> those guys are pretty funny. Uh, but uh, all right. So Evan, uh, but unintentionally in their case. So Evan, mm-hmm. what what are the other things that you don't like about Spike Cohen for whatever reason? Okay. Well, you know the things that he does, they actually interfere with the campaign message. And let me give you an actual example. So there was a. Uh, an interview on 5.30 with Joe Jorgensen on NPR. So, you know, it was, it's not like they gave libertarian candidates a lot of time. So Mm -hmm. this was a six-minute interview. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the host was asking her, what's the deal with Spike Cohen? What's up with this this, uh, joke platform he's got there? You know, with only six minutes to give the libertarian message, you know, Joe was forced to waste two minutes of that explaining away Spike Cohen's problem. So, you know, Spike Cohen is taking away from the libertarian message. That, that, that was just one example. I've got more. Huh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, um, you know, th- do you understand the joke behind Vermin's platform? Do, I, mean, yeah, I, I know you don't like it, but do you get it? Do you understand, like, what the comic twist is? Yes, I do understand it. Let me tell you this, though. I, you know, Spike, frankly speaking, it's not really that funny. It looks like it's written for a 14-year-old who goes around saying, wow, I'm so random. It's terrible humor in Spike's case. Well, not everybody has the same taste. Yeah, I, I have a suggestion. But, yeah, that, that, that's the point. But, it, you know, this, this kind of satire, it, it's just not going to work for the libertarian uh, message. Well, why, why I do mean, you... the bottom line is I listen to people piss and moan about uh, Gary Johnson all through the last bloody election. And frankly, like we've nominated a candidate. He's our nominee. So deal with it. What? You know, He's, okay. Yeah, not I, I, I'm fine to deal with it. Yeah, my, my only request to Spike: Okay, you can stay on the ticket, but just clean up your image. Well, and just request. to respond like to your bastard. comment on wasting airtime, you could have come and given me wonderful insights in libertarian philosophy. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Evan. We do appreciate yeah. the call. I suggest <laughs> that he just not pay attention to Spike and not vote for him yeah, if he cares? feels that way. I don't know any other advice to give him. 855-450-FREE is our number. If you would like to get on, this is Free Talk Live. We're coming up. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. Like freedom. This is Dave Mustaine tonight on Free Talk Live. I'm just kidding. It's the captain doing another horrible impersonation, as I like to do. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, it's myself. I am the captain. Hello, me. It's Ian. And I'm a fish. Again, little little Megadeth reference. Yeah. Hey, that uh, was my fish imitation. Speaking of uh, speaking <laughs> of fish, nobody. What's the difference between a lawyer and a catfish? Uh, well, one's a scum sucking bottom dweller, and the other <laughs> one's a fish. We were talking in the last segment to a caller who, for whatever reason, seems butthurt by a gentleman named Spike Cohen, who's the the vice president nominee. For Most people would have been if, if the dude had called in and said he had problems with Spike Cohen. Ninety nine point nine percent of people listening would have said who. 
Well, I mean, I did. I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I had to most go look. of the people who uh, I've talked to don't even didn't even know who Joe Jorgensen was, the presidential right. nominee. Didn't know that she was the Libertarian Party's vice presidential nominee from 1996. Right. You know, if she w- they would have if she'd taken her shirt off during the race. Though. True, but she's but kept she's, her shirt but on. She's female, you know. Well, it's different, and she's a different person than Spike is. So, uh, and I don't know a whole lot about. Most of these candidates, but Maybe we did we did have Joe on the show earlier is, this week. That is a fact, we, we, or last See, week. My uh, my impression of her is that she's you know very solid, um, kind of non controversial. Yeah, she's a doctor. Uh, uh, she yeah. seems pretty intelligent as well. We can talk mm-hmm. more about it. Uh, yeah, we will Which talk. Is, you know, the Harry Brown vein as well. Yeah. We will talk more. But I know you had something else that you wanted to follow on 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 the Spike Cohen bit, the Libertarian Party right. bit. So we'll get to that. But first, I wanted to tell you that the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. That's pretty phenomenal. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi network launches or wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. Back to you, Ian. Yeah, so like I said, I don't know a whole lot about this guy, but I did watch some of the Libertarian Party's convention that they had. It was like an online thing with a thousand people in a Zoom conference, basically, yeah. and it was a cluster F, and as you might expect it to be, uh, in a lot of ways. So it was like but, going to school. But but I watched <laughs> some of it, and specifically the the portions that were about the nominations of these these characters. Okay, and. Uh, Remember, I supported Vermin Supreme for the presidential nomination, and for those who aren't familiar, that's the guy that wears the boot on top of his head. He's run Mm -hmm. as a Republican in the past, a Democrat in the past. And he was the pony guy. And he was the pony guy, but I think Spike apparently, I guess, adopted his platform. Spike was his vice presidential pick. Yeah. So so this is definitely a Motley Caucus kind of guy. But the Vermin never got higher than third place in the you know they have different rounds basically so they have eliminations of they start with maybe five or six candidates and then the the person who doesn't get or the person getting the least of the votes gets eliminated then they vote again and so they keep voting until one candidate gets more than 51 or 50 percent of the vote and so joe jorgensen defeated vermin supreme pretty soundly so the message from the delegates at the convention was clear right hey we like this vermin guy we you know he got third place he was a solid third right yeah. like he was he was really good in third place uh but ultimately he was eliminated and joe jorgensen won and that was that was the convention basically saying we would prefer a more serious candidate however uh spike mm-hmm. pretty soundly won the vice presidential candidacy mm-hmm. so maybe they did see some value in having somebody with a sense of humor in that particular role and good for yeah them. well it, it's it's kind of like splitting gary johnson in two and you know sending the serious part off off one place and and where the crowd where the clown won't embarrass him um <laughs> you know it uh but but no i i think that uh uh that that clowning is a perfectly acceptable way to make a political point i love i love vermin's uh 
uh, you know, is parody of, of the the candidate that's going to give you everything I, you want. But I just don't understand um, people why they get butthurt about their favorite candidate or candidates or their least favorite, favorite. Can, you know, or they're not favorite. Right? That's why? Why is anything that Spike Cohen does? Why does this guy get butthurt by it? Mm. Well, he's probably a Libertarian Party uh, a de- devotee, right? Like this guy who called in who was all upset about this vice presidential pick. He probably had a favorite, and it wasn't his guy who got the nomination, right? Like it was the other guy. So, and he's probably butthurt about that. He probably I mean, is this the same this thing as like, really seriously. as like the sports affliction when people get like really upset that their favorite quarterback got traded or you know yeah. didn't get his well, contract yeah. renewed Except or whatever. That it matters who's president. It doesn't matter who's ca- who's. I, I uh, beg to differ. But ultimately, it whoever the nominee the is, can, can oh, if nobody was president, it would make a huge difference. Nobody would be much better. Well, but nobody look, would it, be too stoned to run a country. It'd just be like, man, I can't believe I did this. You're not wrong nobody that it doesn't matter as far as like uh, you know who's president because they're going to rule over us but if it were the libertarian that would make some sort of a difference but further yeah and i mean for one thing you know if you're thinking about secession Mm -hmm. who is going to not call out the military when you secede well actually that was one of the questions that joe jorgensen kind of stumbled a little bit on but for the most part she was pretty good in in Mm -hmm. how she handled things uh but what i was going to say is no one cares who the libertarian party's vice presidential candidate is this guy's getting all a flutter over Mm -hmm. this relatively insignificant role try to name the last two libertarian presidential vice presidential candidates no last two Oh, let's see. Well, of course, the last one was Bill Weld. That's I don't, right. I don't follow politics because um, I don't believe in religion. I, I didn't think you'd be able to do it, but uh, oh, thanks for <laughs> Bill Weld. I have to think real hard. I um, uh, it was Bad Narek who no. ran for president, or am I missing? No, you're one? skipping. Wasn't, but you're like, skipping one. So the Spike Cohen guy isn't the first guy though. Who was the guy that like took off his shirt at the podium? That and, guy's uh, name was James Weeks. You're talking about the dude who did the strip tease. That's the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I he bet irritated this- me a lot more than anything Spike Cohen. Well, did. I suspect this guy was upset about that, too. I'm you just going to go out on a limb and say that this guy doesn't like that kind of humor, that kind of fun, that kind of openness. Well, I, and I will admit, I I thought it was a bad play. I thought it was hilarious. Um, You know, I the thing is... <laughs> I also thought it was hilarious. I what saw was the, the video. song the he played? Something is, about sex with a bearded I, yeah. man? Uh, something about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, what was that, nobody? You were trying to say something. I... I love making a joke out of the political system, but you probably won't see me doing it at at party functions. And the reason is because, I mean, it is the the Libertarian Party remains something that's that's important to me. Well, some people have what it takes to do striptease and some don't. I guess you're one that doesn't. I, that's okay. You, it's like river dance of the living dead. You don't want to see. That. <laughs> uh, are you capable of doing some sort of a striptease, striptease in uh, support of the Libertarian Party, or do you care? Eight fifty five, four fifty, free like freedom. Give us your calls and your thoughts. We've got more coming up on the live Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. 
The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live, the kick-ass edition. Hey, there you go. 855-450-FREE, <laughs> like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. If you would like to call in and talk about, well, whatever you want. We generally like to talk about things from the perspective of freedom, but we don't talk. That's not the only thing we talk about. We'll talk about whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Uh, and as far as we're concerned, you could call about whatever you like. So, uh, with you tonight, it is myself, the captain. It's Ian, and nobody. And uh, what doesn't come back to freedom, though? Well, freedom's the answer. What's the question? Mm. Yeah. To paraphrase uh, Ernie, for those of you who don't know, hmm. he's the host of this. Is that Ernie, Ernie Hancock? Hancock? Er- Ernie Hancock. Yeah. Okay. For our listeners who don't know, he's the host of Freedom's Phoenix, and that's kind of. He made that ingrained in my head from me listening to his show uh, for several years. Hmm. He is an enjoyable listen <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, so we've been talking about a whole bunch of things. I feel like we've kind of you know ended the Libertarian Party candidate bit, right? So yeah. let's let's um, move into something. Unless you got something else to say about? It? Well, okay. I I would I would say. Uh, I uh, want to say one more thing on that, which is the Libertarian Party this year has two very different uh, candidates for president and vice president. So I would say if you've got a problem with the other, you sh- with one, you should be pretty happy with the other. So, so, you know, find nice things to say about the guy you like instead of bad things to say about the guy you don't. That's okay? good advice. Wow. Father nobody in the house tonight. I am a pope. He is a pope. Pope ain't easy. Pope ain't easy. Do you have a pope cane? We need to get you a pope cane. Huh? We need to get you a pope cane. Um, I've actually got a uh, a uh, a head for it, which is uh, uh, along with my monk's robe. I have uh, I had uh, one of our local. Uh, craftsman is a free stater. Make me uh, hand car- three hand carved question marks. That is awesome. And one of them is designed to be to go on the top of a staff. I uh, I have to apologize to you, nobody. I've been calling uh, the vehicle that you roll around in sometimes the the no mobile, right? Or the nobody mobile. It's the pope, but it's the pope mobile. Yeah, but it could be the nobody mobile. We need we need to get a giant uh, plexiglass dome built on top of that thing. So you can ride around and do that, like I would be happy wave. if I could just get myself around to getting the freaking thing painted. Well, it's uh, 
Yeah. Yep. Those things ain't free. Way too many things to do. Speaking of which, how can people donate to your campaign should they wish to support you and your endeavors? Uh, People can donate to my campaign in any form they like. Uh, I, I most prefer crypto, of course, but... Um, give you give me what you least prefer, and I'll still put it to good use. Um, and you can find uh, find a uh, gift page at electnobody.com slash gifts. Nice. And uh, yeah, I I mean, if nothing else, this this is what you need to ask yourself before you donate. Am I enjoying? the show do i do i occasionally see this guy's antics and get a chuckle out of it if so yeah throw me a few bucks maybe i can't promise you i'm not i'm I'm gonna get elected you know as, as a matter of fact i would be somewhat surprised if i got elected you would be <laughs> but i hope to put on be. a show that somebody will find enjoyable <laughs> I certainly enjoy hosting this show when you're on it, nobody, and yeah. I thank you for your efforts. Um, I'm going to just change subjects here because this, you know, the police thing right now is pretty big. It's a big topic. Mm-hmm. Talking about you know defunding police departments and riots because of mm. you know we can only hope what police do and all that kind of thing. The thing is that now they're not going to no, do don't that. Get your hopes they're going to rearrange things. They're yeah. going to replace the other guys' cronies with their cronies, and they're going to go about their business. Well, I was talking about on Sunday night my experience and yours as well. Nobody were there together at the. This Nashua Black Lives Matter event that happened mm-hmm. on Saturday night and that the whole thing had been essentially co-opted by the political class, by politicians. The They had the mayor speak there. Uh, there were two aldermen who spoke. A New Hampshire senator spoke. It was just so disgusting. Uh, the, and so their, of course, proposal was that people vote, that you need to get out and vote, that that's going to make things better. There was no actual proposal to change anything like, oh, I don't know, ending the war on drugs. And now, now... No, they did actually mention defunding the police because I yelled, anarchy! <laughs> that was one of the... Non- it was the only thing I really responded to. I don't think that that was one of the political speakers. They did have some non-political speakers. Oh, okay. You know, what, were you like, know what, nobody? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate two frns to your campaign right now <laughs> just you. for having there yelled anarchy during the uh the blm protest thank yeah you. thank you there were some decent speeches by some young people right so they didn't have all politicians but it was politicians for the first hour basically and but now in the calls during the calls for all these defunding of police departments which isn't a terrible idea uh now mm-hmm. guess who's come against defunding police departments None other than Joe Biden himself. The kid sniffer. Well, the, the, the crime bill that put so many black people in, in prison mm-hmm. was signed by Bill Clinton, mm. but it was Joe Biden's baby. Oh, really? Yes. Not a surprise. So, mm-hmm. you know, for all these people who thought that Biden was going to be some sort of an answer to Trump, because a lot of the people at these protests, they hate Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? They hate Trump. Lots of F Trump uh, signs and things like that. Also, in contrast to the, the reopen protests, it was a, a different crowd. Oh, yeah. Wow. Very different Interesting. Crowd. Yeah, this is oh, a lefty oh, crowd. Oh, very. Yeah, this is yeah. a lefty crowd. The uh, reopen mm-hmm. NH crowd is a righty crowd. I, I miss all the fun.
Yeah, the difference, one of the big um, differences between these crowds are face masks. The lefty crowd mm-hmm. is full of people with face masks. And in fact, the organizers of these events are require or not requiring, but they're requesting in their event creations, like what the description of the event is, it encourages people to wear face masks for the protection. Politicians. I actually put one on for a little while. because I couldn't believe it. Well, the thing is, I'd been smoking wax, uh-huh. and I was going to cough. Yeah. And, and the thing, you know, I didn't want to get lynched. <laughs> <laughs> get him! Get I can just see him. They're nailing me to the tree, get and I'm him! like, it was the wax! It was the goddamn wax! You didn't want to get whacked for wax? Uh, I have a question. Yeah. The protest, when the first hour of politician after politician were speaking, how many of them wore the mask? Oh, I wasn't actually able to see most of the stage from my vantage point because mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of the sun. So I was standing behind a tree I understand. Uh, at that time. So I could not tell you the answer to that question. And anybody who gives a speech giving one of those masks sh- should have stayed home. I can't even communicate with a cashier who's wearing one. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was on about that uh, well, on the last couple of times I was on Free Talk Live. So, uh, yeah, I won't, you're not going to get any projection. I won't regurgitate it again. I, other than to, I wouldn't do it. Other than to say I'm really sorry to see so many people turned into Kenny from South Park. Uh, we have this uh, article. What? <laughs> yeah, Kenny from South Park. You remember he pulls his hood so tightly closed that you Oh, yeah. That's everybody wearing the <laughs> nice, mask, right? Nice, nice. I didn't even catch that. You got it. I got you, bro. Uh, and you got the character's <laughs> name right, too. This time. <laughs> this time. But keep an eye on me. I do strange things from time to time, every now and again, uh, occasionally. You do in, strange in, things. In periodic I changed intervals. my name to nobody and ran for governor. <laughs> you don't get any stranger than that. <laughs> By the way, uh, the, nobody currently does not have any competition in the governor race at this point nobody does not have no competition (laughs) nobody ain't got no that's right no ain't Ain't nobody nobody got time for that (laughs) ain't nobody got time to put you in jail 855 ain't nobody got time to beat you up 450 free like freedom (laughs) do you have time for nobody or do you not have no time for no nobody give us a call free talk live more coming up Yes, you're in the right place for Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio show that you can take control of the airwaves. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. With you tonight, it is myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And I wanted to tell you about Liberty.menu. For years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping build one. It's liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for your community. At its core, it's a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so that you can connect and share with others. Use of liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force, and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's liberty.menu. 
in our previous segments, we began to discuss uh, some things about the police because, well, folks seem to be overwhelmingly concerned. The media has been certainly churning the hype machine to get folks thinking about police and uh, what they do or don't do and how they do or don't do what they're supposed to do. Which is which is really interesting. I mean, I give a certain credence to the idea that this is uh, that this this is actually a trap that's been set up for Trump. Well, they're positioning it. What's the trap? I'm sorry. Well, the 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 whole police brutality thing, which he predictably. He responded to it with bluster, mm-hmm. and uh, it was exactly the wrong way to to hit it. And of course, whatever he did, uh, they were going to say it was bad. But uh, but this time, yeah, he really he, he he showed very little sympathy for you know people getting shot in the street for nothing. And uh, well, Trump is likely to take the well. side of the police, so yeah. I mean that's not a surprise to me at all. Uh, yeah, I I wonder though, is it a surprise to all those people who go, "Oh, he's the most libertarian president ever"? <laughs> those people just ignore are everything. You serious? Yeah, yeah those I... people are ridiculous. So uh, one of our other co-hosts contributes to our show prep from time to time, and uh, he hasn't been able to appear on the show in quite some time, and he puts some quality content in our show prep. And he put this one in from CNN. This is the first time I've seen something like this out of CNN. The headline reads, videos often contradict what police say in reports. You think? Well, we, I mean, as us and the types of people we are, I think the three of us here and probably most hosts of the show, already kind of aware of this. We've seen time and time again where, you know, a video will clearly show some police brutality and then the statement from the police will be like, oh, he fell down or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, we investigated ourselves. We found we didn't do anything wrong, et cetera, and so on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this says the videos often contradict what police say in reports. Here's why some officers continue to lie. Now, before we get into any of the article. I guess the reason that I that I find that oh, so not shocking is because I, you know, when uh, I used to watch a lot of cop block videos mm-hmm. and when you see the things you they do it's like well yeah they got to be lying about that or right. you know uh <laughs> the the shocking part to me is that this is a CNN article saying these things that's yes. the shocking part to me now maybe yeah. maybe I probably don't pay much attention to CNN uh, mm-hmm. I like to call it the criminal news network because, well, the news they put out is pretty criminal. Well, CNN has been, since Trump was elected, critical of the Trump administration, right? right. Like they, They've been critical mm-hmm. of that. And so they're going to go in this direction mm-hmm. because somebody who they don't like is in office. If it were Obama who were in, I don't think you would see this particular story. Yeah. Also, no, I mean, you wouldn't have even heard about the riots. They well, played those riots for days, and it's like if if something like that happened with a Obama. president the media liked, with Obama or uh, they downplay it, Clinton, yeah. a Democrat, they, it wouldn't even get on TV. It would be kept as quiet as yeah. the freaking Ron Paul well, campaign. And they may be going a little bit further than they normally would because the rioters showed up at their offices in Atlanta last week. I don't know if you remember that, but there were photos of the rioters sitting atop the CNN, like, 
big letters that they have outside of their yeah. offices, and they'd spray painted onto the the uh, the CNN logo, and so yeah. they are under fire by some of yeah. these rioters. So I, I suspect when, they would prefer the rioters not show yeah. up and continue damaging. So they might ran, run some positive news. And and I gotta say that's a good thing because I mean the media is virtually a wing of the government. Oh yeah, certainly. And uh, and you know they are there constantly. Yeah. To uh, what? Well, what is it? The politician's job is to provide service, and the uh, media's job is to provide lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> so, from this article, a video sh- showed officers in Buffalo, New York, pushing a 75-year-old man. Police say initially he had tripped and fell. News cameras showed officers in Atlanta. Yeah, see, that's one of those things you just got to assume that they're lying about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> News cameras showed officers in Atlanta breaking the windows of a vehicle, pulling a woman out of the car, and tasing a man. In his report, an officer wrote he wasn't sure the pair was armed. They were college <laughs> students returning from a late night food run. Mm-hmm. The only thing they were armed with was who cares if they're armed? They've got a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Yes, they do. Uh, surveillance footage from a Minneapolis restaurant near where George Floyd was killed appeared to contradict police claims that he resisted arrest. Police officers are authority figures, and their words have historically held more weight than the average citizen. But videos from several recent incidents and countless others from over the years have shown what many black Americans have long maintained, that police officers lie. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, they do. Police officers lie. Say oh, it ain't yeah. so. Cops All lie and people die. I know we covered it here on the show, but for our, get paid. for our listeners who maybe are this first... This is what happens when you call the cop. Indeed. For our listeners who are maybe first tuning in, uh, police are actually trained to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and in fact, it's illegal for you to lie to them, but it's mm-hmm. not only... No, it's no, bad the legal advice. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not an attorney, but in most places in the United States, lying to mm. the local cops will not get you a charge. There may be some exceptions to that, okay. but the federal agents can absolutely charge you for lying to them. But at any rate, the police are trained to lie to you. It is a they tactic are. that mm. they they are schooled in and use frequently. And the other That's thing true. is, no matter what you say to them, they're not going to believe it. Right. Because you're just a perp. Whoever you are, if you're not a cop, you're a perp. So they don't name who these experts are, but they say, here's why experts say some police officers falsify reports and statements and why the problem persists. I have my own conclusion for this statement, but we'll yeah, let's. That. I wonder what they're going to say about it. Uh, what prompts it? It's fairly common for officers to lie in police reports, says Philip Stinson, a criminologist and professor of criminal justice at Bowling Green State University. Stinson has tracked arrest cases of non-federal sworn law enforcement officers who have been charged with at least one crime from 2005 to 2014. His research shows that out of more than 10,000 officer arrest cases, about 6.3% involved for false reports or statements. About a quarter of those cases involving false reports or statements also involved alleged acts of police violence. And he said that the problem is probably more common than the data suggests. I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. So why do officers you, lie? You know, this brings to mind, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll propose a law that, that I think would make the world a better place, which is basically if, if a cop is found to have framed somebody, that carries the sentence of whatever he framed them for. Oh, yeah. You frame yeah. somebody for murder, maybe Go you get the death murder. penalty. I like it. Yeah. Turnabout is fair play. 
these truths are inev- are are uh, wow. self-evident. Now, thank you. These truths are self-evident. The world man are created at large. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just washed my lips and I can't do a thing with them. <laughs> your, your vernacular called. Mm. <laughs> so why do officers lie in police statements? Well, uh, answer number because one. Because they're always beating the hell out of people and stealing stuff. You can't just put that in a report. Right? <laughs> a- answer number one from CNN, self-preservation. One of the reasons is simple, to avoid the consequences. That's according to David Thomas, a professor of forensic studies and criminal justice at Florida Gulf Coast University and a retired police officer. Your motivation to lie really is to keep your job and hope that nobody finds out, Thomas said. Hope that nobody finds out. Well, a lot of times they kill people on camera and get away with it. So, <laughs> do Nobody's going to know. Do you hope that nobody finds out when you lie? Are you a police officer and have you lied? Our number here is 855-450-FREE. Give us a call. More coming up. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Welcome back, everybody. This is Free Talk Live. You are in the right place if you are waiting to hear the third hour of our live call-in talk show. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. You can give a call and talk about, well, whatever you like. That's 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. We also have our Discord lines over at discord.lrn.fm where you can join. And join in the chat rooms that are a whole lot of fun, but you can also take advantage of the on-air call-in lines over there and sound almost like you're here in the studio with us. And speaking of us, tonight, it's... It's Ian. And nobody. And the captain. We all say with, like, zero enthusiasm. <laughs> well, we're talking about police abuse, so it's hard to be hard enthusiastic. Hard to be enthusiastic. Uh, when uh, who's the police- abusing the police? Uh, no one. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, uh, perhaps, perhaps more people should consider abusing the police. Well, I don't think that violence is going to not in a uh, violent solve. way, but there are many forms of abuse. Mm-hmm. There's verbal abuse, for example. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I do do, which is whenever <laughs> <He> said do do, <laughs> leave it to you, Captain. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Captain Potty Mouth. Welcome tonight to the on Free grade. Talk Live. We got. Yeah. <laughs> have fun and games. Um, no, the, uh, what do you do, do nobody? Uh, 
Oh, I don't even know. What the hell are you talking about? Police abuse? Oh, things poli- you would say, police do. abuse. What I do do is I call police stations when they uh, um, when they do these things. Yep. You know, and and I let them know because as a felon, I'm I don't have any guns, mm-hmm. so I'm the logical candidate to call them up and tell them that you know they're the reason we need AR-15s. Well, I don't consider but, calling and giving the police your opinion to be mm-hmm. abusive. I think that that is mm-hmm. a necessary feedback that these people need to receive. And they need to receive it more often, not just well, from phone calls, but they also yeah. need to receive it in real life where people mm-hmm. tell them, hey, Mr. So-and-so officer, I don't mm-hmm. agree with what you just did to that uh, person over there. You need to stop yeah. what you're doing. Stop hurting him. Stop uh, threatening peaceful yeah. people. Leave people alone. If they got that every time they went to a call, if they mm-hmm. got pushback from the, the passersby, the people who were nearby, telling them that they don't like what they're doing and they hate the you know police for doing mm-hmm. the things that they're doing, I think that they might be more likely to change their behavior over time. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly social pressure has power. Yeah, um, you know it, uh, and it 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 doesn't have any power over sociopaths, but pretty That's much. True. Anybody else can yeah, be socially pressured to some extent. Apparently, if you um, social pressure enough by, oh, I don't know, lighting a police precinct on fire, you can get cops arrested. Oh well, yeah, sure. and and you know that's the thing is the uh, the the real shock or not shock, but it, it would have been a shock to me if I'd believed my teachers. Um, was that they didn't even make a show of trying to like prosecute any of these killer cops until now yeah until you the know? riots yeah. it's it's i expect it will just be a show i don't I i'm not going to expect well. them to go to any jail time i predicted the same thing uh, when it happened i was like you know oh they arrested the guy they charged him with third degree murder mm-hmm. right? well like he's not going to do any time I, I don't know. I think I think what he's going to be judged for is not even so much as the guy who killed one more surf because they don't care about that. Right. But the guy who actually got the town burned down, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, he's probably uh, not real well liked in the Minneapolis region. Uh, we'll talk more about the police and why they do what they do, and why their statements often are mismatched against the video evidence. But first, Why they lie. Yes, why they lie. But first, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We've got Jason calling from Colorado Springs, Colorado. He's listening on LRN.FM. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening, gentlemen. I found a, uh, a, web, a web article today called mm-hmm. COVID-19 deaths in the United States as of June 8th, which is just yesterday today by mm-hmm. state yeah and uh what's really weird ian is you would think that the states that never locked down would have a quote higher death rate right because they didn't do anything they didn't stop they didn't shut down businesses and mm-hmm. um which state was got this? a whole it, well um there's a bunch of them arkansas is the one i'm gonna focus on but all the kind of the ones like montana wyoming the dakotas they never locked down mm-hmm. 
They also have Republican governors. Now, just to be clear, when you say they never locked down, what you mean is there was never an order for people that they have to stay at home. However, all of the states, from what I understand, did have restrictions on businesses, didn't they? No. I don't know. I believe that these had didn't even have restrictions, but really? I'm not certain. Yeah, I, I believe there were states. I, I, I believe there was at least one female governor, maybe Idaho, who uh, basically said, no, I'm not doing any of that stuff. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't yeah, get and, much airtime, though. So what were the results, Jason? <laughs> so so what's interesting is I'm spoken on focus on um, Arkansas. Arkansas is ranked like, I don't know the exact rank, but it has, I just lost it. Yeah, like I think you're 15. not correct about this. I mean, before you go on here, uh, there's news from 4029tv.com. Arkansas allows opening of dine-in restaurants today with restrictions. This was May 11th, so it was a month ago that they started to allow some people to have dine-in in their restaurants, which means that they did have them restricted heavily, and they have them had them restricted after May 11th to some extent. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, I, I wish well, that were true. I, and if somebody was in a state so far, no one has identified which state, because I know that I, Idaho had those, had some restrictions because we have a girl who's in our chat room who's from oh. Idaho and she has, uh, she had said that they were having some restrictions there now, but there have been some states like you're saying that weren't as restricted, for instance, by not having a lockdown. And I think that's probably yeah. true. So let's even go with that. With Idaho, they're right next to each other. Idaho had five deaths per 100,000. Arkansas had five deaths. Deaths. These are deaths. Not that has nothing to do with testing. Mm-hmm. Five deaths per 100,000. So did Arkansas. All your states that had the massive, most restrictive lockdowns, they're all up in the uh, 60s, 70s, all the way up to New York at 150. So uh, it just kind of mm-hmm. seems to me like they're destroying their economies and not really reaping any rewards from the lockdown. Yeah. Well, you're I mean, right about that part. Yeah. Ab- absolutely it's it's wanton destruction i think it's in, i think it's intentional destruction what disturbs um, me it's the destruction mo- in order to redistribute to the corporations yeah and that's what's disturbing to me the most disturbing part is that not only did the government go okay we're going to do this for something that they had no idea you know what the results were going to be not only did they do everybody went along with it it's the everybody going along with it part that disturbs me the most everybody went along with it there were a few voices who were like hey hey we can't do this no let's not do this but outside of that everybody just went okay let's do it what what the most pathetic part of it was the twelve hundred dollars and people being oh so grateful for the twelve hundred dollars when with their twelve hundred dollars they got eight thousand dollars in debt from the corporate handouts. You know? That's oh my god, it's I, I'm I'm looking at these people thinking, Are you enumerate? Do you not know what's going on? You're getting hustled. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Jason? <laughs> Uh, one last thing: New Hampshire, twenty-one out of a hundred thousand. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, New Hampshire was highly restricted compared to some of these other um, states. I would not necessarily say that uh, because, I mean, I did not. 
I have completely ignored everything they said. I have had absolutely. I mean, we're talking no about business time. owners. Okay, um, we have not been restricted individually. They have not cracked down on the but individual. There are places. There are a lot of places in America where physical force and arrest no has doubt. been used. New Hampshire isn't the worst. For the doing call things that I didn't we say we were the worst. Here. I didn't say yeah. New Hampshire was the worst. I said I, it was. It was not a good one though. It, Lots of restrictions I would say applied it was to business owners. Probably on the freer end of the scale. I'd like Disagree. eventually we'll see a nationwide survey where somebody will study that, I hope. Did the lockdowns and the restrictions actually accomplish anything? 855 yeah, economic downturn. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Live, the Kick-Ass Edition, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, he says with enthusiasm. If you would like to call and talk about whatever you would like, or you want to comment on any of the stuff we've been talking about this evening or any other evening, please feel free to do so. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Ian. And nobody. And we are here talking about, well, most recently, uh, we were focusing on the police. And I just want to switch articles real quick because this came out of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So this is Minneapolis's own city paper. It's their largest news paper that they have the establishment paper the establishment were we not going to get to the other points about uh the police and like why they lie <laughs> well i mean i think we covered most of that they lie because they're trained to well i thought you were curious to hear uh what their claims were going to be because uh, I, well i posted the article in the okay. in the thing so if folks are on our twitter for example yeah they can find us at uh, what what's our twitter Twitter.com uh, slash Free Talk Live. F- free Talk Live? Okay. At Free Talk Live. At Free Talk Live. Well, I had wanted to comment on that story. Oh, okay. um, oh well, then by, let's comment on that story. Well, I means. didn't know what the, the bullet... Could you just give me like the bullet points of what they were yes. going to claim about uh, why they lied? There was the first point was to... So the first point was self-preservation. The themselves. second one was to justify an action. To justify whatever illegal thing that they did. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and that then, was pretty much it. And then it goes into what perpetuates it. They're often not held accountable. That was what was I was going to say, was why do they lie? Because they can get away with it, and they know they can get away with it, because yes. they see all their buddies lying and getting away with it, and it's just part of the game. They can do whatever they mm-hmm. want, and they know their friends in the, the department and the thin blue line will back them on it. Because the invest- they've all got dirt on each other. And the investigation one, process tends to favor officers, sure. so much so that we have a joke in our circles about, oh, well, they're just going to investigate themselves and find out they didn't do anything wrong anyway. It happens almost every What's time. What's the best place to hide after a murder? In plain sight or in Behind a police department? Behind the badge. There you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so nice. that's all I had to say was that that's the reason they do it, because there's no punishment for them. Well, right. Discipline mm-hmm. is often minimal. Even when right. discipline is imposed, it often isn't meaningful. Uh, and that's what's going to happen. And they get they get here. into this article gets into Derek Chauvin and the Minneapolis 
uh, police department, which is why I had the companion piece from the Star Tribune. Right, and that's what's going to happen here. Now, Minneapolis, their uh, city council has been toying with the idea of so-called disbanding the police department. And that, on its face, sounds like it is potentially very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see which direction they go with it as far as if it actually happens. And if it is disbanded, then what do they create in its place? I think that's what they're talking about uh, right now. I wouldn't expect anything great because it's going to be some sort of government, one-size-fits-all, so-called solution. Oh, you know it is. We're going to supposed to be, you know, they're going to tell us is going to make some kind of a difference. Whatever their solution is, is going to be worst. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But I wanted to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty oriented news aggregation site. Do you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events from those who value liberty? Freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. So speaking of police state, uh, this article from the Star Tribune, Minneapolis's own establishment paper, Minneapolis's third precinct served as, quote, playground, unquote, for renegade cops. So the third precinct, for our listeners who don't know, is the one that was burned down in the riots. It was burned. I don't know if it was burned down. Well, it was on fire It was on generously. fire for some number of hours in at least uh, one location. Uh, long before former officer Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck, the third precinct in South Minneapolis had a reputation for being home to police officers who played by their own rules. One officer kicked a handcuffed suspect in the face, leaving his jaw in pieces. Officers beat and pistol whipped a suspect in a parking lot on suspicion of low-level drug charges. Mm. Others harassed residents of a South Minneapolis housing project as they headed to work and allowed prostitution suspects to touch their genitals for several minutes (laughs) before arresting them in vice stings. See, the thing is, they're going to make it sound like this is just this, oh, this, this is this one errant department yeah this This rogue precinct no it's not this this was the precinct with the bad apples they got attracted to this one precinct and all the rest of the minneapolis police department they're really on the ball there but i'll tell you what if enough people if as many people were killed by actual bad apples as get killed by cops every year there would be a congressional investigation of the apple industry yeah Yeah, bad apples uh, cops give bad apples a bad name right well, the thing is, and and it doesn't even make sense to say it's just a few bad apples because the saying is a few bad apples spoil the, the bunch, bunch. Mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I'm talking about. And and which, while we're on the topic, if this officer in this precinct, an officer kicked a handcuffed suspect in the face, leaving his jaw in pieces. Officers beat and pistol at several. I bet he got a beat and pistol too. a suspect in a parking lot. And others harassed residents of a housing project and allowed prostitution. Where were the the so-called good cops when these things were going down? Where were they? Why weren't they arresting these other cops? Because they were riding their unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) They were hanging out with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? Yeah. These and more substantiated incidents detailed in court records. I mean, what happens is... Decent people get that job, sure. But what would you do if you realize, being a decent person, if you found yourself working in that culture? 
you know, I, I would quit. Oh, same thing I did when I found myself working in the culture of the banks and said, oh, I don't want any part of I, these people. I would like to think that I wouldn't apply for this type of a job in the first place, but mm-hmm. that would be a misnomer. I know myself well enough to know there was a time in my life not too long ago in mm-hmm. the past where I was under the spell of statism. I lived in the fog of it. And mm-hmm. to say that I wouldn't would probably be a misnomer. I would hope that being a decent person, I would quit. I would find a way out before I did something else like, oh, I don't know, commit suicide or something, because this job is heinous. Well, you could also be a decent person who got into policing for the right reasons, and you know you wanted to go after the bad guys, right? Sure. There's, there's those, those people do exist, mm-hmm. but then you found out that the bad guys are actually inside the department with you, right? And that they are high ranking as well, so they're not just the you know the other low life single whatever private. What's the lowest level? Officer, I guess. They're not just the regular officers. Um, they're the executives. They're mm-hmm. the captains. They're the lieutenants. Uh, they're the uh, the chiefs. The captains. These, these people. And you find that out, and you're like, well, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem taking down one guy, but I can't take down this entire department. They're going yeah. to kill me if I, out, you know, if I out them for what they did. Do a few apples spoil the bunch? 855-450 free. Give us your calls and your thoughts about the police and the state of what's going on. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It is free talk, man. The live. That wasn't me. Monday night edition. Eight fifty five four fifty three is our toll free number here. Don't talk. look at me. I didn't do it. I'm just continuing the tradition here. <laughs> I think he's looking to do because he did it. Uh, no, that was you. No, it was actually you. Yeah, it's true. You think? Like, mm. Yeah, when I unmuted, you were sort of half yawning still. Which huh? Is, which is fine. He still doesn't yeah. even know what we're talking about. I know, <laughs> which is great. We, we're talking about nobody, and nobody no, didn't even notice. Yeah. Nobody didn't. Yeah, anyway, eight five five four five zero. Nobody knows what the hell you're talking. Nobody's about. oblivious. Nobody is oblivious. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three is our toll free number. <laughs> That's eight fifty five four fifty free. If you would like to take control of the airwaves, I talk about well, whatever you would like. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, and Ian, and nobody. And we've been talking about the Minneapolis 3rd Precinct and how it served as a playground for renegade cops. Now, this story, Ian correctly pointed out, is sort of, uh, it seems like they're trying to demonize just this one precinct and say, oh, this was the bad one where all the bad stuff happened. All the other precincts were good and fine and upstanding, but this precinct is where all the bad apples were, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so these and more yeah. substantiated incidents, detailed in court records and police reports, help explain a saying often used by fellow cops to describe the style of policing practiced in the third. 
There's the way the Minneapolis Police Department does things, and then there's the way they do it in threes, quote-unquote, on the in threes. So, hmm. as you predicted, this is spe- exactly what's what this article is doing. And the other thing is, they have a huge media machine working working for working to pre- present a false image of honesty like my mom likes this sh- and and i frankly i like the show too there's blue bloods mm. it's about a cop show? cops yeah it's a cop show it's a it's a good it's a good drama um you know it's uh, a lot of drama takes place around you know crime and war um and uh but it paints this picture of these selfless cops mm-hmm. charging into danger. And, and I mean, we don't have mysteries in, in America. We have cop porn. Oh, yes, know? we do. And in fact, many TV shows find themselves morphing into cop shows. Uh, I, I've seen this a number of times on science fiction shows particularly low-budget ones, where they'll start off with a premise and maybe the premise is interesting, and then as time goes on, it morphs into a cop show. You know, like, yeah, usually around the third season, sometimes as early as the second. That's one of the options that you have when you run out of ideas. And, (laughs) you know, Uh, that's... Continuum was a a, a sci-fi TV show that did that, right? There was this premise where, like, it was kind of like Terminator. Somebody, mm -hmm. you know, got sent back from the future to the past to try and, you know, change whatever was going to happen. And then... They end up working as a police officer in a police department in a major metropolitan city, paired up with like a regular policeman and then all the usual police stuff, police porn, if you will, where it's all, oh, the police are always good and righteous and selfless, which is not true. Mm. No, I mean, I mean, nobody who's actually interacted with them can uh, can can make that mistake. Yeah. So between 2007 and 2017, the city paid out $2.1 million to settle misconduct lawsuits involving third precinct officers. Judges have thrown out cases for outrageous conduct of officers, and prosecutors have been forced to drop charges for searches found to be illegal according to court records. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that you could probably run these statistics for any police precinct in any major metropolitan area, and they would be somewhat of the same level of shocking. I would love to do some statistical analysis of of the data on cops and police brutality. The first thing that I would want to find out in, is, is there a positive correlation between brutality complaints promotion and pay oh i m- do they make more money when they're more brutal yeah i imagine they would have to i i th- i suspect that 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 that's what they would that's what they would find we agree yeah no. Uh, The brand of aggressive policing on display in the Floyd video has long been standard practice for some third precinct officers when dealing with suspects of nonviolent, low-level crimes, often involving people of color, said Abigail Serra, a commissioner for Minneapolis Police Conduct Oversight Commission. Oh, a police officer who investigates the police. Didn't they call it internal internal affairs, according Mm. to television? Well, their oversight commission may or may not be They call it Mr. Magoo. They may be some independence <laughs> on that commission. 
There you go. Mm. You don't know if that's an officer. That may be somebody who's been appointed. Okay. Uh, my clients were constantly getting anal searches, said Sarah. Wow. Also has been a public defender, not at the hospital, at the third precinct. That's so, crazy. So imagine being violated they in such a way this. by police in their domain. Yeah, wow. That that him hell, damn near killed him. That's pretty shocking. <laughs> Shelvin and the other three officers who assisted in Floyd's arrest, all of whom worked at the 3rd Precinct, have been fired and now face criminal charges. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. that they, they say that with such finality here in this article. And I they've, find if that they've difficult. been fired, that well, doesn't mean that they're blackballed from policing. Right. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they can't get a job at another police department. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next door or yep. across the state the or in another county state. over whatever it is. Yeah. Even a felony conviction doesn't always stop them from continuing yeah. to work as cops. And mm-hmm. they f- they only face criminal charges. Right. Apparently. They're not convicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on that. That has not satisfied protesters who continue to call for more action from city officials ranging from drastically overhauling to dismantling the police force. The bloody well right. And they are talking about dismantling the police force with apparently a majority... Uh, veto-proof majority of the Minneapolis City Council. So it's hard to get your hopes up about that actually meaning something, but it is an interesting development, and we will certainly keep an eye on it. See, I would yeah. love to see um, some section of some city uh, basically franchise law enforcement to the Black Panthers. Hmm. Let, let them have an area where they're... Because, I mean, they're basically just a militia. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're a militia for a population that is badly served by the police. So why not let them? Why not let them do it? Public defender Jordan Deckenbach said the Floyd footage quote is one hundred percent consistent with the hours and hours and hours of body camera footage I've watched over the years. Mm. What I want to know is where's all this footage. Where's all this footage and why is it not public domain? Why is cop body cam mm-hmm. footage not public domain? We can talk uh, more about this topic. There, There is one reasonable answer to that, which is a lot of p- people's private non, non-criminal business goes on those tapes other than the cops. But uh, still... It's been recorded. It's no longer private. Yeah. And the cop already intruded in it. Indeed. Uh, let's go to your calls and your thoughts. We've got Vernon calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. He's listening online. Vernon, you're on Free Talk Sir, Live. Are you all happy that the Minneapolis Police Department's getting disbanded? Uh, I don't know if that vote has happened yet, has it? Uh, it's got a veto-proof majority, mm-hmm. so it's uh, pretty. I would say it's pretty much going to happen. Okay, but we don't I've know what that's going to look like. I'm happy that oh. people are thinking along those lines. I think that what they're going to get is very different than what they think they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would, you know, like I said, I would love to see them try something different because having one group of people answerable only to themselves has not worked out well. It usually doesn't. So what do you think that what do you think would satisfy the protesters then if that doesn't uh, and the, and the three officers have been charged well I've like, been what, what sep- do you think uh, Vernon hold the line we'll bring you back after this uh, we want to hear what you have to say 855 450 free like freedom this is free talk live we'll be right back
Welcome back to the final segment of Free Talk Live. We might be able to squeeze you in, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733 is our toll-free number. We are here seven days a week doing this between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time every day, 365 days a year. There's maybe an occasional show that happens that might not be live, but only because like the hosts are attending a seminar, which of course these things haven't happened. So it's been a long time since something like that went down. But well, in two weeks, uh, we're going to not be live for two weeks straight because we're going to be at Fork Fest. Fork Fest 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. Coming up. Yep. At the uh, Rogers Campground. We'll be live in we'll person. We'll be live right. for some people. Yeah. We'll be live in reality. Right. If you're at Fork Fest, mm-hmm. you'll be able to come and see. And maybe sit in on the show if you got something to say. Forkfest.party. Yeah. And even Forkfest is going to be smaller than usual this year. You think? This, I, think I think it will. I'm I don't hoping, know. Maybe not. I'm Fair. hoping the opposite because it's the I only mean, thing that's I think, happening. Actually, I think Forkfest will probably be bigger than it was last year. I don't know. I don't think Porkfest will be as big. Uh, from what I hear, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is already up to 500 tickets sold, which I would nice. say is pretty good for COVID yeah. year. So. Yeah, I don't abs- know. Absolutely, I don't know what to expect. But I don't know. I if it, like if I wanted to go fanboy on Tom Woods and really get to know him, this mm-hmm. is probably the week I'd pick. Is he going to be there? Uh, I think he is. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, before we went to our break, we were speaking with Vernon in New Orleans. And Vernon, uh, you're back on the air live, and you mentioned a very interesting question that I wanted to be able to. You know, respond to here I've got an uh, with us at the host. You Can too. you go ahead and repeat your question? Yeah. What is it going to take with the officers being charged? Three of them, in fact, with the Minneapolis Police Department being disbanded. What What is it going to take for the uh, protesters to be satisfied? That's a great and, question. And I'm not. I, I know we can say no government, the police. You know, no police. All this, all this idealistic stuff. But I'm, I'm talking about realistic. I'm talking about realistically, if you got an occupying army shooting you down like dogs in the street, stealing your stuff, putting their fingers where they don't belong in your body, then what you should be doing is you should be throwing that occupying army off. Okay. I know, but do you all have any other answers besides yes, no government, I've no got police? answers. The, the militia is the answer, answer, you know? And in some places, the militia is the Black Panthers. And in other places, the militia is a more traditional militia. And in other places, the militia is is the... Uh, is, regular people. You know, whatever group of people wants to be the militia in Okay, but are you talking area? about vigilante justice, nobody, where there's no mm-hmm. trial, there's no... Uh, um, evidence presented there's no presumption of innocence well i mean i, I some places uh, are you trying to say would that the national guard be like the police? That, but other places would not i think not everybody's going to anarchy the same way and people are going to deal some people are going to deal with it more successfully than others nobody um, he, he asked you a question are you trying to say that you think the national guard should take over for the police uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, well, that's our militia, isn't it? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Those are government troops. Those are the people who fight the militia when the government gets out of hand. 
They're okay. the people Does who should have any other answers besides They are defending no the powers that be against the people. Well, I, I don't know, like, systemically, if you're looking for a solution within the system, no, I don't have the one because I don't believe I don't believe I don't believe that a solution exists within the existing system. That being said, if you look at what it took just for these cops to get arrested, much less charged and fired, it took riots to make that happen. So what would satisfy the protesters, of course, is for anything like this to never happen again, I think, is what would satisfy the protesters. Well, if you go and you and you watch interviews with the protesters, at least I watched some of them last week as they were happening live uh, on the Unicorn Riot channel, which is sort of a commie uh, live stream channel. They were saying they want justice. Overall, that's what they want. They want to see these these particular officers punished, and I don't think many of them had really thought further beyond that at that point in time. Now, at this point in time, many of them may have come for, to further conclusions, like they want to see some sort of meaningful police reform. But if what you're asking, caller, is for what we think could be done within the system, um, I can give you a couple of ideas. Is that what you're looking for? Sure, just something that might happen in the short term. Well, this isn't going to happen. This is what could happen if you wanted meaningful reform. So there's not going to be anyone in politics who's going to propose this, but I'll give you something that they could propose within the system. They could propose to end the war on drugs. Nobody will propose that. They could propose that, and that would go a long, long way towards ending police abuse of mm-hmm. uh, disproportionately black and minority people, as well as poor, plenty of poor whites as well. So it would go a long way towards uh, towards stopping that. And and now, now that's, that's a very good point. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that would be a very good concession for them to make. So that's yeah. one thing that the, they could do. The answer that I came up with when when I was on break was. When a police officer who kills a civilian is is prosecuted mm. with equal further fervor as a, as a civilian who kills a police officer, you mm. know, when justice becomes equal and donkeys fly. Well, that's the other point. No, so point number two. So we know there's not going to be a single politician proposing to end the war on right. drugs. That would be the most humane thing that they could do. Uh, nobody's proposing the, that. It would be the most sen- sensible thing to do. Uh, but there's also another thing that someone actually has proposed, which is Justin Amash, who is apparently now a libertarian in the... Ish. No, apparently he changed his party to libertarian. Oh, really? Uh, oh, in, okay. Yeah, and so anyway, he has proposed a bill that will supposedly end qualified immunity, and that is the the special provision About that freaking time. government bureaucrats, specifically the police, receive that protects them from any kind of liability for their actions. So there's two ma- major things they I could have, do. I have one more thing, and... Everybody, almost to a person that I've ever talked to, I don't care what your political affiliation is, what your level of education is, unless, you know, you're in like grade school or something. But they all believe, and probably rightly so, that the police are a very tightly knit organization across state lines, across the entire country. Mm -hmm. If that is true, the police could certainly take it upon themselves to no longer enforce any victimless crime. Yeah, they could. They, without anybody they having could. to do anything, they could just communicate with themselves. We're, we're done say, with this. Hey, you know what? We're only going to mm-hmm. enforce crimes where somebody or somebody's property has been harmed or damaged in some way. No mm-hmm. more enforcing of victimless crimes. I think that would be a great start. Yeah. 
They could do that. Hey, thank that. you all for the well thought out answers. There I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for holding over, Vernon. We appreciate, appreciate the call. It. Yeah, and they could do that, but instead, what they did here in Keene, New Hampshire, at the massive rally they had here in downtown Keene last week with, I think, as many as 700 people, according to some counts. Right. Wow. It was huge. Uh, there were a lot of people there, but they had, there were three officers who were in the midst of all of this, taking pictures with people, and you know, it was a photo op for these guys. Mm-hmm. They had signs that said, we hear you, mm-hmm. but it, that didn't say... We're going to change. Didn't say we're listening. Didn't say we're listening. <laughs> Didn't say we're going to do anything differently. And then you've got uh, Nashua's mayor read a proclamation in front Ooh. of the uh, Nashua event that we went to on Saturday. We will write a very stern letter. That's what it is. A proclamation <laughs> is just them saying, we, the city of Nashua, we believe that blah, 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 right. blah. And, what if uh, you live in Nashua placate, and you don't placate. believe that, though? Well, you're not Whatever part of the city. Whatever it is they believe. You're not the city. Oh, okay. Uh, so there you go. There's you know more placating and more just mm-hmm. playing to the crowd. Yeah, That's I, all it is. I, I really wish everybody acts like, oh, you know, it's it's not the police's fault. It's a few people. You know, mm-hmm. if the police would just take some responsibility for their own department's actions mm-hmm. and act oh. accordingly, it would go a really long way for would- everybody to no longer be angry at all of the police. And what would go a long way towards that? would be requiring police to, to carry liability insurance so that if they develop a bad record, their their insurance company can raise their rates. You know, if you're getting a lot of brutality complaints, you're a you're a you're a higher risk. That's another good solution or suggestion. Yeah. Indeed it is. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time tonight. Thanks for all of your calls. If you missed any portion of the show, you can find us at freetalklive.com. You can get nobody at electnobody.com. And you can find more at uh, about the captain at Captain Kickass. I'm sorry. L Captain it's Kickass. L Captain Kickass. Com. Com. Thank you. Good night, everybody. This has been Free Talk Live. This COVID-19 thing has turned the world upside down. Regardless of what you believe about it, it has changed our lives. But what's not changed is that if you own a business, you need to advertise to reach new customers or clients. Our audience is not the kind to stick their heads in the sand during a crisis. They are fully engaged and more active than ever. Special advertising packages are available to you to help you not just recover, but thrive. Email my sales manager, Matthew at freetalklive.com. You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life, free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. 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 